0: Hello everyone, this is Attack the Backlog, the podcast where I, Mark Nez, tries to make a dent in their backlog one game at a time. This episode is a special one, special for two reasons. One, if everything goes according to plan, this will be the 50th episode of Attack the Backlog, which is wild to think about, but the second and more important reason is that the game I'm about to talk about, which you already know if you're watching the video, or even if you're only listening based on the music alone, is one of the game's, if not THE game that sparked my idea for this show. Also, I just remembered you'll have seen the game's name and the title of this episode however you're consuming it, so there's absolutely no chance for a surprise. Anyway, there are too many games in my backlog to count, not literally, but there have always been these really big games I've never played and wanted to, but couldn't find the motivation to do so and, to some extent, I was scared that my lack of nostalgia would lead to less than favorable thoughts like with Super Mario World, though I don't blame that on a lack of nostalgia. All that said, the game I'm about to talk about is considered one of the greatest games of all time, and while I may not agree with that, I do really like this game, and that game is, without further ado, except to say further ado, The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Now, like I said moments ago, I really like A Link to the Past, but I don't love it, and it's because so much time has passed and games have come out since that have refined certain aspects of the game, and it's impossible for me to overlook such improvements as someone who didn't experience the game when it originally came out. I'll never know, but I imagine if I played it back in the day I probably would have been head over heels for it and wouldn't be surprised if I ended up putting over a 100 hours into the game, but That wasn't the case, so I'm here as someone who just played and finished A Link to the Past for the first time and I'm excited to talk about it. What surprised me most of all was how forgiving the game could be, even though there are frustrating aspects and one frustrating boss, I'm looking at you Moffala. Honestly, Moffala is such a garbage boss that takes the creativity found in other bosses and throws it out the window, going for crazy over creative with a floor that moves, spiky blocks that come at you from all directions, and a giant who spits out a spread shot of fireballs at you. So much is going on during that boss fight that there's no time to think and, if any moment could have gotten me to quit the game entirely, it was that boss fight. Thankfully, literally every other boss fight is good to great, and no other point frustrated me nearly as much as that mothy bastard. Getting back on topic, a Link to the Past is very forgiving in multiple ways, ways I greatly appreciated while playing the game. The first thing that surprised me is that, when you die, you're given a few options, one of which is saving and continuing. I figured this would just restart me at whichever safe place I wanted to start at, whether that be my in-game house, sanctuary, or so on, but it starts you at the beginning of a dungeon if you're making your way through one, and sometimes even starts you at a midway point, and I definitely was not expecting that. On top of that, any rupees, items, keys, etc. you find along the way will still be in your inventory, and any door or chest you unlocked will still be unlocked, so most of your progress is not locked. Lost, you just have to take the few minutes to get back to where you once were, which could be annoying after the 10th stupid death that was probably your fault, but nowhere near as annoying as it could have been. To have thought so much about the player's time, respecting it, and rewarding it was something I didn't expect of a game from that era, and that's just one way the game shows a genuine care for the player's experience. Not always, but sometimes the game will show you markers on the map of where you need to go, making it a a lot easier to go from point A to point B by at least telling you exactly where point B is. Even better, if you find the flute, you'll be able to fast travel to one of eight different locations, making traversing the world way faster, which really comes in handy during the late game. You can save and quit at any time though, you'll only be able to continue from a few locations when doing this, and Rupees are more than plentiful. I fully upgraded my bombs and arrows and still had more than enough money to buy a red shield and more medicines of life than I could ever hope to use, or hope not to use. Sure, the game can be challenging at times, in large part because the comment is just okay and lacks any kind of real depth, but the game gives you so many ways to make the experience easier, and I love it for that. Speaking of the combat, that is one aspect of the game I don't love, in part because there's not much to it. Or, more so than that, Given that the game originally came out on the Super Nintendo, there weren't many buttons to work with, so switching between secondary weapons and the like requires a bit of menu navigation and that always interrupts the flow of any battle, like the final fight against Ganon where you have to light some torches with your fire rod to make Ganon visible, and then you have to hit him with your sword to freeze him, which then gives you the brief opportunity to hit him with one of your arrows to actually do some damage. But even ignoring that, the combat was never that fun, and definitely wasn't the reason I kept playing. Though, and thankfully, it does improve early on when you get the boomerang. Prior to that, which isn't that long into the game, it's actually kind of shitty. I found the hitbox to be inconsistent and could never tell why one slash hit an enemy and another didn't, but once you get the boomerang, you can easily stun most enemies, stopping them in their tracks for a short period of time, allowing you to get all up in their face and take them out without worry. And again, something I really appreciate is that, when an enemy is stunned, they can't damage you if you run into them, which is just enough. Another example of how the developers thought about making the game as player friendly as possible without just making it super easy. Being able to run up on a stunned enemy without worrying about taking damage was a gift I never thought I'd actually get. Enough about the combat, which I suspect is not the reason anyone plays these games. It's about exploring the world and figuring out how to make your way through the decent assortment of dungeons and that is something A Link to the Past does very well. The overworld, which feels big even though, relatively speaking, it's not, is full of secrets to find and people to interact with. I'll admit I was in a bit of a rush when I played through it my now first time, but Even so, I still found a lot of hidden caves and the like, and those moments were always exciting, thanks in small part because of the little musical chime that plays whenever a secret is found. If I had this game when I was a kid, I would have explored every single nook and cranny no matter how long it took me, and it sure doesn't hurt that you get to hear that wonderful overworld theme while exploring said world. Also, when you think you've explored it all and might be done with the game, you quickly learn that you're nowhere near finished, and a whole new world shows up Minus Aladdin and Jasmine. I am, of course, talking about the Dark World, a dark version of Hyrule that changes up the geometry a bit and adds its own collection of secrets to find and dungeons to explore. Now this wasn't a surprise to me, but if this part of the game was a well kept secret back in the day, I can only imagine how amazing it must have been to think you were done with the game only to realize you are only halfway there, if even that. The Dark World is like a sequel built directly into the game, something that feels like it would be DLC or a standard standalone expansion these days, and it adds an extra layer to Hyrule that makes exploring and learning about it much more interesting. Being in the world of A Link to the Past, whether light or dark, was always enjoyable and as time has passed, admittedly not that much time, I find myself wanting to replay the game all over again to really get lost in it for a change. Speaking of change, why don't we change topics to the dungeons which we all know are the real heart of most Zelda games. Long story short, the dungeons in A Link to to the past are fantastic. They're creative, they're different, and most end with satisfying boss fights that sometimes require using the tool you've obtained from the dungeon they're protecting I guess that's what they're doing. Like when you're fighting Argus and have to use your newly obtained hookshot to pull away all the tiny Argi who are providing a shield for the large jellyfish-like creature. It is because most bosses are well designed that the aforementioned Mothola boss stands out so much as a poorly designed cluttery mess. It also doesn't help that, for me, as I played the game off an original cartridge on my Super NT, I regularly ran into slowdown whenever a lot of stuff was happening on screen, which is what the Mothola fight is all about, quantity over quality, and after talking to a few friends about their experience playing the game back in the day, such slowdown wasn't and shouldn't be present, so I guess I'm just lucky like that, but I loved exploring every dungeon. It's what I looked forward to most in the game, and what kept me pushing forward when a boss or an excessive amount of backtracking made me want to retire early. I want to reiterate something, as soon as you can find the flute, do it because I'm confident most everyone will get to a point in the game, no matter how much you're loving it, when you'd really like the ability to just fast travel through the world and get your ass to one of the dungeons or at least near one of the dungeons sooner rather than later. And if you ever find yourself stuck with no idea of where you need to go or what you have to do, just look around the environment a little closer and you may spot a sign or a person who can help and you should never be afraid to get by with a little help from your friends. Even if said friend is surrounded by a bunch of beetles who are coming together to help each other after seeing her standing there and being the great adventure you are, you won't be able to just let it be, not when they're messing with your good friend Eleanor Rigby. (laughs) All that said, including the garbage that was that last sentence, I really enjoyed my time with The Link to the Past. The dungeons are great, exploring the world is fun, especially when the dark world is introduced, and the music is always excellent. Sure, the combat isn't the most exciting thing in the world, but at least they try and make it a little more exciting by creating enemies who can only be defeated in this way or that way so it isn't just stun and slashy 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 even though that's a big chunk of it and there's a story too but it's far from the reason to play the game and doesn't have much to it outside of giving you a very simple and basic reason to do what you're doing in the end i left a link to the past feeling happy i finally got around to playing it and i'm now very excited to finally play a link between worlds which i may just do sooner than later Anyway, that will do it for this here episode of Attack the Backlog once again, I am your host, Marcus Gnez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, PixelatedSausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Sausage podcast, and Unamazingly Baca, all of which are available on podcast services across the globe. You can also watch the video version of this show if you're not already doing so over at YouTube.com slash Pixelated Sausage. And if you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to the site, Pixelated Sausage, and if you see something you like, you You can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoy this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Also, if you've seen all 50 episodes of Attack the Backlog, thank you from the bottom of my heart. It truly means the world to me, even if I may have poo-pooed on one of your favorite games. I'm sorry, I just, I'm you know me, I'm the person who just doesn't like a lot of stuff. I can't help it. I wish I liked things. I'm just a big old curmudgeon. I mean, I'm a tiny little curmudgeon. Anyway, again, thank you and have a wonderful rest of your day.